0: Get your Bibles out, please. I want you to see this with your own eyes because I don't know if you'll believe it. This is is 2 Peter chapter one. I'll wait. Please get your Bibles out. Power up your phones. Go to your Bible app. I want you to see this. I didn't put this on the screen today because I want you to see it in your hands. This is 2 Peter chapter one. And I want to draw your attention to verse 3. And I want you to try to see this for what it is. Don't glaze over it. Just see it for what it is and see if you can take it in. God's divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So wait, pause there. All things that you need for life and godliness, heaven says it's granted, permission given for all things for life and godliness. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean just surviving? Does that mean just getting by? Does that mean limping through, barely making it in by the skin of our teeth? Is that what it means? Let's keep reading. Through the knowledge of him, look at this. He called us to his own glory and excellence do you realize what this is saying he's granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness which is jesus's own glory and excellence in other words it has been granted to you and to me to be the kind of human that jesus was and is Do you, I mean, you guys, this is almost, is this the way you look at 2024 for you? Is this the way you look at your own growth? If, as if that weren't enough, it, he adds another layer onto this. Look at this. By which, here's this word again, he has granted to us his precious and very great promises. Why? Look at, so that through them, you may partake in divine nature. Do you see that with your own two eyes? This is God's goal for you and for me, that you and I would even partake of divine nature. Now notice what it does not say. It does not say when you get to heaven. It does not say someday, although that is certainly true, of course, when you get to heaven, certainly you will be partaking in divine nature, certainly. But that's not what this is talking about. He's saying right now, in 2024, you and I, if you could dare to believe it, could partake in divine nature, no matter what your past has been, no matter what your regrets are, no matter what you've ruined, no matter what your habits are, no matter what problems you're facing, those are all still there. But somehow through them, in the midst of them, Your life can be that of the life of Jesus, which was indestructible. Not even the cross could shut that guy down. That's the idea and that you would partake and I would partake in that level of atmosphere. Do do you dare believe this is true? This is not a Hallmark card. This is not something you read over and go, oh, that's nice, maybe. Now, this is the whole point, that you would become the level of human, the imago Dei, the image of Christ that we were always meant to be. The first step here is now you have a decision. You can either believe this is true and accessible to you, or you can pass it by like we have so many times. Maybe some of you haven't even recognized this verse. This verse, I've read this verse for years And yet, recently, it just jumped off the page and slapped me across the face. I could hardly believe what I was reading. That this is actually the goal. Not just surviving, not just making it through, but actually partaking of a level of existence that's attributed in our minds to one man that's ever walked this planet, and that's Jesus Christ. That is what we can have. Step number one you have a choice. You can either believe that's for you, or you can reject it. Or you can say, oh yeah, that's for heaven. Or you can say, maybe, if I'm lucky. Or you can say, not with my past. Or you can say, no, it's too late for me. There's all sorts of things that the enemy will now counter that promise with some kind of a lie that's baked with some kind of half-truth. You probably did make mistakes in 2023. Join the club, friends. You probably have challenges, you probably, and they seem insurmountable. Welcome to the human race. And yet, heaven still speaks and says, it's been, heaven has granted to you, in the midst of all of that, a kind of life that is buoyant, indestructible, a life of greatness, now in 2024. I am asking you, in 2024, to believe it with me. That's what I'm asking. Because I'll just be honest with you, I want this. I want this. I really do. I want more and more of it in my life. And he goes on to say how we can get it. So that through them you may be part- become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, so here you go. If you decide to believe it, should you choose to walk in this way, here he goes, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith. That's the word pistis or pisteo in the Greek. It means trust. So you've got this promise. My my will for you is to partake of divine nature. You can either trust it And what it means, what Pisteo means is confidence, put your confidence in it, that you are actually going to um, lean your weight on this promise. You're going to live by it. So that's the first step: trust, confidence, put your confidence in it. If you've decided to do that, supplement this, your faith with virtue Virtue is an interesting word. Virtue means the kind of person you are. So in, in other words, we're not talking about being generous. We're talking about being the kind of person who would be generous. That's virtue. That's what Jesus is going to get out through in the Sermon on the Mount. He uses a different word, he, and we'll talk about this next week. He uses the word righteousness, um, which mean which means the kind of person who would do these types of things the kind of person who would live this kind of way. Add to yourself a new inner world. So in 2024, I want to focus on cultivating our inner world. Did you know there's a whole world going on in here? Don't you know there's a whole world going on in here that's causing the things that get our attention out here but it's from a whole world that's going on in here. That's what, that's what we're talking about, virtue. Socrates loved this word. He was talking about what it meant to be a whole person. He used the word virtue. Jesus used the word righteousness. Virtue, of being a whole kind of person. Add this to yourself. How? With knowledge, gnosko, it means knowing. Now, hopefully when we get through the Sermon on the Mount, now we can't unknow it. And maybe for some of us, we're gonna wish that we could. (laughs) I wish I didn't know that, but now I know it, and I'm forced to act because I know something. So how do we affect our inner world with virtue? Through knowledge through being at the Lord's feet, through watching Jesus in our imagination with our mind's eye, how he acts and interacts with people, how he conducts himself, his secret habits and rhythms that he does that just give him this vibrant kind of divine life that just, uh, you know, affects everything around him. We're gonna be his disciples. We're gonna be his apprentices. We're going to learn from him. Come, learn from me, Jesus would say. Take my yoke, my way of living, upon you, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Through knowledge, with self-control—that refers to killing yourself. Uh, well, sorry, that came out wrong, kind of. But that's what I mean. Um, let me let me let let me shut up and let Paul take over from here, <laughs> because that. This is what Paul says. He says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Here we go. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are of the earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ. And then he says, put to death, therefore, what is earthy in you. In other words, Paul knows, he's complicated enough, he's complex enough to know that there's still earthly things living in the the members of our bodies. We still cope by habit. We react the ways that we've trained our bodies to react. Self-control speaks to putting those things to death. We had a great conversation at our home group where a member of our home group shared that now, after so many years, because he loves somebody so much that he gets in fights with, he bites his tongue, his love for her supersedes his impulses, and so he'll bite his tongue and say, okay, okay. That's self-control, that's dying to self, okay? And steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. Love rules and reigns it all. Love. For if these qualities are yours, listen, church, don't, don't check out. If these qualities are yours, and look, and are increasing. So this is why I love this for 2024. This is not you have them or you don't. This is uh, another... Uh, Ted brought up at our uh, home group that it's a journey more than a destination. It is a destination. At some point, you are not a Christian, and then at another point, you are, sure. But then you embark on this journey. It says, if these things are in you and are increasing, this is the language that Jesus is going to use. In fact, therefore, he says, therefore, brothers, be... uh, Be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election if you practice these qualities. That's a Jesus word. That's the word poieo in the Greek. It means means what it means. It means to practice. If you practice these things, you will eventually increase in these things. Some of you, I mean, you know, if you were going to run a marathon right now, Most of you could not do it, me neither, right? But if you started to if you started to practice, perhaps you'd get up a little earlier in the morning. Perhaps you'd run five miles, or maybe a mile, and then you would add to that another mile, and then you would add to that another mile, and then take a break and rest and let your body recover, and then you would add, and then you just kept practicing and kept plugging away, you would at some point be able to go much further than you ever thought. But it's not, it's a journey. You have to work your way up to it. The Christian life is very much that way. We are practicing certain things, and we're gonna learn on the Sermon on the Mount what those things are that we practice. Jesus is going to say next week, if you do these things, that's the same word, poieo, if you do these things, you will grow. You will grow into an image of me. You'll keep growing. So that means patience. That means, I mean, when you're training for something and you practice, you, you, you lapse or you relapse or you stumble or maybe you don't get out of bed, but you think, okay, you shake it back off and you get back up again. That means a year of maybe more fights with your spouse that you wish you didn't have, but you just, okay, I'm gonna try again. It might be a year of some ups and downs, but we're practicing together. We're doing this together because why? Because I want want this. I want to partake of divine nature. I want it. I want it. And I think you do too, if you dare to believe it. For in this way, look what he says finally. He says, for in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We've already explored this in the book of Matthew, and I, but I, it's worth saying again, because most of you, when, I, when you hear that, for in this way, there will be ri- richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom. Your minds immediately think of heaven, the place that we go when we die, and certainly it is that. Certainly that's what it means, but more than that, there is a present element to this. In other words, if you... For in this way, there will be richly provided present tense for you, an entrance now, an interaction with the kingdom of God. That is what it means to be a follower of Christ, that we are interacting with Jesus in the moment. Presently and ongoingly, you can have entrance right now in your marriage, in your life, with your children, at your work in your life, you can have an entrance, an interaction, an ongoing conversation with the kingdom of of God. In other words, you will be in the vine, abiding in the vine, abiding in Christ, sucking out the nutrients and the sap and the organic material that you need to flourish and to grow. That's the idea. And that's what The elders and I would really love to see, not just for us individually, but for us as a church in 2024, that we would be practicing and growing in this interactive relationship with God and with eternity.